0: Love Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series, the number one podcast for brain injury and concussion resources. I am Amy Zelmer, founder of Faces of and your host. Today I will be talking with Wendy Jeffco about how hydration tips from a dietitian. This episode is brought to you by Integrated Brain Centers. Located in Denver, Colorado, Drs. Shane Stedman and Perry Maynard are experts in functional neurology and treat complex concussion cases from around the country. With over 20 years of combined experience, they are leaders in helping patients who are suffering from post-concussion symptoms, including dizziness, vertigo, headaches, dysautonomia, and more. For your free consultation, you can find them online at IntegratedBrainCenters.com. Hello, I am Amy Zalmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors, by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not know who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I'm a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Good Men Project, and author of Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal, available on Amazon. Additionally, I'm editor-in-chief of the Brain Health Magazine, and you can get your free digital subscription at thebrainhealthmagazine.com. You can learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Velmer. and I invite you to join my private Facebook group, Amy's TBI Tribe, to connect with other survivors, caregivers, and loved ones. Today's guest is Wendy Jesco, and she is currently the Clinical Nutrition Manager for Northeast Rehabilitation Hospital Network. Since joining NRHN in 2012, Wendy has been providing nutrition support and nutrition education to their patients. Her areas of specialty include traditional nutrition support, as well as nutrition education for various conditions, including all types of brain injuries. She has a master's degree in nutritional science and is certified as a nutrition support clinician. Wendy is also a member of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics and the New Hampshire Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Welcome to the podcast, Wendy. So happy to have you here.
1: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Yeah, so happy to talk about today's topic of hydration. Um, I believe it's super critical for not just brain injury survivors, but for everybody, Um, so I'll be excited to dive into that, but first, Wendy, I would like to just ask you, you know, how did you come to uh, working specifically with brain injury patients?
1: Sure, yeah, I've worked at the Northeast Rehabilitation Hospital for about 10 years, um, and our network really helps patients who've experienced um, any type of health event, such as a stroke or a brain injury or an amputation. So I've really um, had the chance to work closely with a lot, of, a lot of different patients over the past 10 years and learned a lot and um, helping to serve on our, our traumatic brain injury core team here at the hospital as well. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well,
0: Wendy, where would you like to start jumping in
1: with hydration?
0: Um, I know it's kind of a big topic. It is, it is, and it's it's a great topic
1: for this time of year. Yes. Um, yeah, so I think it's important to kind of start off just by letting the listeners know that um, you know adequate hydration is so important because 60% of the body is really made up of water, and a lot of times we just think, oh well, you know, I'm just I just need some fluids to quench my thirst. But really, the the fluid in our body helps to maintain body temperature, transport nutrients, it helps increase cognition, um, and helps to regulate um, really lubricating and and cushioning joints throughout the body so it's not just you know that I'm feeling thirsty and oh I need to have a drink there's a number of different roles that you know fluid plays in the body Um, I think that when someone gets dehydrated which means that they start to lose more fluid than they're taking in the body doesn't have enough water to really carry out its normal functions and we really start to to feel kind of the signs and symptoms of this but we often blame it on maybe something else, you know, feeling fatigued or feeling um, just kind of sluggish, just kind of mentally slow, and we may blame it on, you know, a poor night's sleep or, you know, that we didn't eat enough today, but we need to think about, you know, have we been drinking enough today?
0: And, you know, Wendy, I I have heard the adage, like, once you're thirsty, you're already Mm -hmm.
1: dehydrated.
0: Yeah, that is...
1: yeah that is a good that's a good point so we're kind of already you're kind of already behind that's one of the things that your body can signal to you you know that you need more fluid is that you're thirsty Um, but oftentimes people may notice that they um, have a um, little bit of dizziness when they stand up or if they're taking their blood pressure at home you know related to a medical condition their blood pressure may start to be low Um, they may start to kind of feel like they're tired like I mentioned Um, or just that they have a headache, or that they're not able to concentrate as well, and those are all really good signs of dehydration. The dry mouth and the kind of thick saliva—that that can come a little bit later. But those first signs there, that you're you're already getting kind of low on your fluids, is really the the dizziness, the fatigue. Um, yeah, so it's important to kind of pay attention to the signals that your body's giving to you.
0: Yeah, I know. Whenever someone mentions like, "Oh, I'm starting to get a headache," I will yeah. always ask, "Like, have you have you had enough to water today?" And they're usually right. like, "Oh, I probably haven't."
1: Right. Um, I think to a lot of people, this time of year with the warmer weather or with you know more activities outside, hiking and gardening, playing sports outside, um, even you know some people that may be drinking. Um, caffeine or more alcohol in the summer. Caffeine can kind of act as a mild diuretic and and those things can contribute to fluid losses as well. dehydration is also more prevalent in people with chronic diseases. Sometimes you don't feel well for a period of time, and so you don't really want to eat or drink. And I have a lot of our patients here at the rehab um, kind of say to me, well, I don't want to drink more because then I'm going to need to go to the bathroom. So they're purposely not drinking. Mm -hmm. So that's important, too, to think about, you know, if that's a concern, especially in the evening hours, trying to get your fluid in throughout the day. Um, There's a lot of handy online apps now that people can use. Um, There's some called like Plant Nanny or My Water Balance, um, Aqua Alert, and those are all helpful tools to kind of, they set little alarms to say, okay, every half hour, I need to drink four ounces of water. Or even just setting, I have patients here at the rehab set an alarm on their phone, so every 15 minutes, I need to be drinking four ounces of water. Or remind them, you know, when you're taking your medications, make sure you're drinking a four, eight ounces of water with that so that you're kind of getting in these fluids throughout the day and not waiting till 6 p.m and thinking, oh, I didn't drink much today, and then having all your liquids then, and then, yes, you're probably going to wake up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm.
0: I know. I've had to learn to really drink a lot more in the morning. Like, I've yeah. tried to make a bigger effort that first thing in the morning, I have a nice big glass of water and really try to drink it throughout the day. That way, after dinner, I can stop drinking <laughs> so that I yep, don't half yep. in the middle of
1: the night. <laughs> right, so it doesn't disrupt your sleep. And that's a good idea, too, even kind of measuring out the amount of fluid, you know, that you want to have for the day, having that, um, you know, water bottle by your side as a reminder to drink it or setting a goal. I, I know a lot of people get up and drink like a 16-ounce water right when they get up in the morning, Um yeah, so that's a good way as a reminder to say, okay, I've only had half of my water bottle today. I need to get working on this so that you're not waiting, yeah, till later in the day. And I do have people, too, ask me, you know, well, I want to be better about drinking, but how do I how do I do this? So trying to increase by about four ounces every two days um, until kind of your goal fluid intake is reached, that's a good way to do it to let your body kind of adjust so you're not finding that you're running to the bathroom every every 30 minutes is <laughs> helpful. Um, and the other thing people ask me is what, you know, how much fluid do I need? And fluid intake is not the same for everybody. A, a gentleman that might be six feet tall and 200 pounds needs more fluid than, you know, somebody who might be five four and 120 pounds. So usually we say um, about 25 to 30 milliliters per kilogram. And to convert that for yourself, you would divide your weight in pounds by 2.2 to get kilograms. And then that would be kind of how you how you calculate out your fluid needs. So of course it depends on if is you that, have any medical conditions, but
0: is that roughly the same? So I've always said half your body weight in ounces. So if
1: you yeah, weigh one fifty,
0: you yeah, yep, yeah, you'd want about seventy five ounces of water. Yeah, that seems a little easier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, you know, talk. Let's talk about some things that dehydrate us. So you already kinda, you know, mentioned yep. um coffee. And I yep. always tell people I'm working with like if you have a ten ounce coffee, you gotta have ten ounces more of water. So yeah if your bowl is seventy five ounces, now you need to have eighty five ounces. And same yeah, so... with alcohol, an alcoholic mm-hmm. beverage, um, if they have like a twenty ounce beer, now they have to have twenty more ounces of of water. Um, And so are there any other uh, either things that we're drinking or doing um, that would require us to have more ounces?
1: yeah so the caffeine and the alcohol definitely those don't we don't count those as fluid because, like you mentioned, they act kind of as a diuretic and cause you to have to urinate, so you really then have to replace that fluid too. Um, people that might be mouth breathing that all that um mm, you know air yes. that they're releasing that can kind of cause people yeah and they don't really we don't really think of that often, but yes, if you're a mouth breather, um if you have a fever for a long period of time or some type of illness that could cause you to lose more fluid through either sweating or vomiting or diarrhea. That's all fluid that you really need to be replacing. Um, The hot weather, like we mentioned, or increased activity. Um, And then again, people that have chronic diseases that may not feel well, that may not be eating or drinking enough. Those are all, you know, um, candidates for for dehydration.
0: I'm so glad you brought up the mouth breathing, because that's actually something I talk about a lot but never have yeah. connected the the dehydration part of that, because um, I know yep. you know mouth breathing is bad for our teeth or oral health, it's bad for our central nervous system um, it, there's There's a lot of negative health effects with mouth breathing. Um, however, yeah. I never actually tied dehydration to it, so um, that's a really great point.
1: Yeah. And that's a hard one, too, if that's kind of a chronic thing for you. Um, and it's not just, you know, that we need to keep our mouth moist, but you actually need to be drinking those, those fluids to replace that uh, moisture that you're losing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's really fascinating. Um, like I said, I've talked a lot about mouth breathing, but never never really connected the whole dehydration to it. Um, you know, and, and I want to talk a moment about alcohol. And mm-hmm. I mean, not only is it just generally overall terrible for us, <laughs> it's, a, it's a neurotoxin for our brains, um, but particularly individuals with a brain injury, especially in those early months or year of recovery. Um, and I know a lot of TBI folks turn to alcohol. And so I really want to stress, you know, it's bad for us on so many levels. But it's very Mm -hmm. dehydrating, and it actually can make your brain shrink. And that is where you have that brain fog coming in. Um, Right. So combating that with better hydration.
1: Yep. And oftentimes when people are drinking that alcohol, they're drinking that instead of the fluids they should be having or instead Mm -hmm. of some of the, you know, nutritious foods that they should be eating. Um, Not only, you know, is it you know detrimental but it it's you're replacing the alcohol with items you know now you're missing things from your diet too Hmm.
0: right um and i know oftentimes when people are drinking they're skipping a meal right because right yeah you know they feel yep. full from from all right
1: them. yes they they're do. getting
0: fluids in their body but they're not the correct fluids um,
1: right right so yeah
0: and is there any sort of, like, I don't want to say rule, but, like, r- rule of thumb, that's a good word, um, for when you're exercising? Like, is there any rule of thumb, like, if you're doing high-intensity cardio, for instance, like, every 30 minutes you need X amount of ounces?
1: No, that one, that's a little tricky because it really depends on how much you're sweating, so if you're in yeah. kind of a temperature-controlled environment, you know, maybe at the gym, you wouldn't be sweating as much as if you were outside, you know, running on a track, for instance. So it really depends on the individual and how much, you know, fluid they're losing during their workout. So you really have to pay attention to your body, um, you know, to replace those fluids that you that you may be losing, but there isn't a general, you know, rule of thumb that I necessarily know of. Um but it's just to be replacing replacing that fluid intake. And it does you know, I, I always try to encourage people to push the water so it does make a difference of what type of beverage you're you're consuming too. I have a lot of people tell me they really don't like water <laughs> which I always yes, find surprising. But a lot, a lot of people too. really Yeah, really, people don't like it. So, you know, thinking about, you know, increasing your water intake, adding fruits um, like lemons or limes or oranges or strawberries, um, things like mint Mm -hmm. or cucumber. A lot of people, if they may be having, um, you know, not feeling well or having nausea, adding ginger to their water can help kind of calm the stomach. Um, And they have a lot of water bottles they sell that have, like, it looks like a little mesh ball mm-hmm. inside of it. And that's the kind of a diffuser to kind of put your fruit or your, your mint or whatever it may be in the water so that it can add flavor to it. Um, they do have some of like the flavor um, little shots and things like that, but I always try to stick with more of the whole food, the natural things rather than using kind of artificial, you know, additives. Um, a lot of people ask me about, well, I'll just have juice or I'll just have soda and the soda brings up the caffeine. Uh. again. Um, but also yes. all that extra sugar and all those kind of artificial things that are added to it, you're much better off sticking yes. with, um, you know, just a, a water or doing a soda water. Um I do people that, you know, especially some of the the pediatric patients, if they really want that juice flavor, you know, taking an ice cube tray and freezing, uh, making like juice ice cubes and then just put a couple of those in your water. So at least you're getting the flavor, but it's not, you know, all juice in there. Um, For this time of year, too, thinking of like popsicles or Jello, or making smoothies or if you are doing a workout, doing like a protein shake. Those are kind of all good ways to get that fluid in there, too. And what about electrolytes? Yeah, that's popular right now, all these electrolyte replacers. So a lot of our electrolyte drinks that we're seeing – The amount of electrolytes that in them isn't really replacing the electrolytes that you're losing if you're really having a hard workout Um, so some of these little packaged electrolytes it really depends on what is in them I feel like it depends on the the concentration of you know sodium potassium that it's offering and then what else are they putting in there is there an artificial sweetener Mm -hmm. is there a coloring is there a natural flavor so you really have to kind of pay attention to you know always looking at that ingredients list and that label and seeing what is really in here um you know, and it, we don't always have to do um, fluids or like electrolyte replacement to get those in. There's a lot of fruits and vegetables that offer a lot of fluid. Um, that can, I mean, a lot of a lot of um, nutrients and fluid. So, like for a cup serving of watermelon, yeah. strawberries, cantaloupe, that's giving you half a cup of water. So you could just have something like that and get your electrolytes and your your fluid. <laughs> just kind of again sticking with mm-hmm. you know these our whole foods, and it's a great time of year. For that things like watermelon and strawberry your peaches your cucumbers um your peppers and tomatoes those are all in season right now so even just you know trying to incorporate those in there or making a smoothie out of those so you're getting you're replacing all these nutrients um but doing it you know more with your whole foods Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i love that i know um I just had some fresh cantaloupe the other day, and it was the first one of the season, right? And it was like, oh, Mm -hmm. it was so juicy and delicious. Yeah. Um, So, a great way to get your fluids and your electrolytes. So, what I'm hearing you say about electrolytes is a lot of these like packaged ones that they sell in the store kind of Mm -hmm. aren't really doing it for us, and they're full of extra crap. Um, Yeah. It really
1: depends on the brand, and not all of them. Yeah. Not all of them are like oh. that, but it really depends. People ask kind of in general, and I always need to see it. I need to see which one you're talking about so that I can look and, and determine if it's kind of a better choice or not.
0: Mm-hmm. And I've also heard, uh, like, just taking a sprinkle, like just a little pinch in your fingers of Celtic salt, and, and either sprinkling it in your water or just putting it on your tongue um, is a really great way. Uh, to get your electrolytes and minerals as well.
1: Yeah, sodium is not really a, a challenge in our our diet here. We have it added to so many of our items that I'm, I I feel pretty confident that most people get enough sodium in their food. The average American consumes about six thousand milligrams a day, and the Heart Association really recommends we consume less than two thousand milligrams. So it's just added to everything. Even if you're not a salt, you know, using a salt shaker, it's in so many of our items. But yeah, that's a that's an easy way to get right. it too. Yeah.
0: But 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 the sodium we're eating doesn't have the minerals in it. it like even your table salt doesn't have iodine in yeah. it by the time you're eating it. So like that Celtic salt has something like seventy thousand minerals in it. Um, so I know that's why that one has been um, mm-hmm. brought up a lot as a as a really great yeah. source of getting those extra minerals because often we're drinking bottled water because, you know, going back Mm -hmm. to how people don't really like water, it's typically because they don't like tap water. And so we're drinking a lot of bottled water, which has, unless you're buying mineral spring water, it's often been depleted of any sort of vitamins and minerals. Um, Right. So I think that's also an important thing to understand and that we need to, um, and we're not getting... uh, Oh, I lost my train of thought, but we need to supplement that as well through mm-hmm. what we
1: eat. Yeah, I'm not as familiar with the Celtic salt, but it's kind of on the same um, idea of using some of like the sea salt versus like a table salt so that there's more of the minerals in it and more of a stronger flavor. So you're kind of using less of it, but... Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, Wendy, we're just about out of time. Um, You know, what what final thoughts, words of wisdom do you have for our listeners today um, in regards to hydration?
1: Yeah, I think that really one of the most important things we kind of talked about with hydration is really listening to your body, really thinking that if you're kind of having that fatigue, if you're having that brain fog, even if you're having like some aches and pains, headaches, to really think about, you know, not – maybe am I getting a cold or what you know did I do for extra activity today but really what have I drank today what have I chosen for my my liquids and really thinking about um, you know tracking that for yourself for a couple of days sometimes we think we do a great job of it but when you really write it down you start to notice that oh my gosh I only drank you know 16 ounces of water today I need to to make that a priority for myself um, and to stick with really pushing the fluids for a week or two and see are, am I feeling better am I sleeping better am I I less achy you know and am I more kind of aware and alert so that's really just kind of paying attention to your body and um, focusing on making sure that you're really getting those fluids in mm-hmm. yeah
0: and you were talking about apps earlier and I really like the water llama as in the animal oh, okay. the water llama app um, yeah. that one you can enter in anything you drink so even if you drink a caffeinated coffee you would put that mm-hmm. in there and that would track that as well nice um, so that's one of my favorites and um i have it as a widget on my phone so as you drink your water throughout the day it fills in the animal um so it's oh yeah fun uh, yeah <laughs> and then that anything to get you, you alert, to do it like, yeah yes yes it sends you an alert like it's been two hours since you last tracked your water um so yeah that's my favorite one So, Wendy, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you taking the time to share with our listeners. Thank you so much for having me.
1: And, yes, just remember to to stay hydrated. Yes,
0: 100%. All right. Well, thank you, Wendy, and thank you, everyone, for listening. I really hope you have enjoyed today's episode. And just another big thank you to our sponsor, Integrated Brain Centers. You can find them online, integratedbraincenters.com. And a reminder that you can find any of our previous podcast episodes on most streaming platforms, such as iTunes, or you can find them directly at faceswithtbi.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at Amy Zellmer. And remember to join Amy's TBI Tribe on Facebook. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it for just $5 a month with a Patreon membership, patreon.com slash Amy Zellmer. Thank you all so much for listening, and thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you in the next episode.